May the grace, mercy, and peace of God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be multiplied unto each and every heart and soul here gathered this morning hour of grace. Amen. We have been privileged already to hear the Word of God, and we do ask that that uh, thou would that he would say a prayer unto the heavenly Father, that he will continue to reveal his word, and that we would be edified by his word. I want to read a little, a couple of verses first here before I go into the text. To the children, or to all of us, because we are all the children of God. But there were so many children gathered here. I want to especially ask them to listen to these words to see how much Jesus loves them. Reading in Luke, the uh, 18th, the 18th chapter, beginning with the 15th verse, reading through a few verses, it says, And when they brought unto him also infants, that he would touch them, but when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. So you see, young children, how much Jesus, our Savior, loves you. He wants to have you with him. And he is your Savior as much as any of us because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we need Jesus. We need that salvation that Jesus has given unto us when he died on the cross and he took all the sins of the whole world upon himself. Your sins and mine, all the little ones, because even though we have not, even though your little ones have not sinned in the flesh, yet we were all born in sin, so we still need Jesus to look to for he has redeemed us. And because he has died on the cross, because he has come down here from the glories of heaven, know that he was in heaven with God in the beginning, and he came down here upon this sin-cursed earth to take upon himself the form of man so that he could 
be the sacrifice that God required to be nailed to the cross, to shed his blood, to give his life and to shed his blood, even as we heard already that he had to shed his blood. And that blood is the cleansing power of our sins. And so therefore he has paid the price for everyone for the sins of the whole world there is nothing more we can do except to follow him to love him and we just want you to know that Jesus loves the little children he loves all of us and then he says verily I say unto you whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein that does not mean that they have to be an infant to enter into the kingdom of God, but they have to humble their hearts. They have to humble their hearts to come to know that they are in need of a Savior and they need Jesus as their Savior before they can even enter into the kingdom of God. And then they have to the older ones who have fallen into sin have to repent and be born again. So, so those few words that Jesus has said to his disciples, he rebuked his disciples when they brought infants unto him, and he said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. And that's why we bring our little children to Jesus. That's why we want to bring our children to the hearing of the word. And that's why we ask that the little children sit and listen to the word because that word is for them as much as it is for the older ones. And so we encourage the mothers and the fathers to always bring their children to the hearing of the word so that they know that Jesus loves them. I'm going to read in uh, John, the 13th chapter, beginning at the 18th verse, and we'll read through to the end of that chapter. We'll read this in Jesus' name. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me, and he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit, and testified and said, Verily, verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, 
who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, after, after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He that having, he then having received the sop went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, wherefore whither I go ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter saith, said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow until thou hast denied me thrice. Amen. Now we know that this in this last portion of this text, when... Peter said he would lay down his life for Jesus. Peter was speaking on his own, not by the power and the power of the Spirit. And he said he would lay down his life for Jesus. Have we, any of you, said the same things that you would do anything, lay down your life even for the Lord Jesus. If you have said this by the power of the Spirit, then well and good. But if you have said it with the power and strength of your own self, then perhaps it would happen like, like it did with Peter. Uh, in the uh, in, in Matthew the 16th I believe it is the, the 13th the 14th verse 14th chapter of Matthew and it said in the 66th verse and as Peter was beneath in the palace this is about when Jesus when Peter followed Jesus in to the uh, hall where they 
where he, Jesus was taken before the before Pontius Pilate and before the high priest and Peter followed him there and as Peter was beneath in the palace there cometh one of the maids of the high priest and when she saw Peter warming himself she looked upon him and said and thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth but he denied saying I know not neither understand I what thou sayest and he went out into the porch and the cock crew and a maid saw him again and began to say to him to them that stood by this is one of them and he denied it again and a little after they that stood by said again to Peter surely thou art one of them for thou art a Galilean and thy speech agreeeth thereto but he began to curse and to swear saying I know not this man of whom ye speak and the second time the cock crew and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him before the cock crow twice thou shalt deny me thrice and when he thought thereon he wept so you see when Jesus Jesus knew what was going to happen and Jesus knows our thoughts and he knows our hearts and he knew the heart of Peter and he knew that when Peter said he would lay down his life for him he knew that he could not except this power would be given to him from the Holy Spirit and so you see that he did deny Jesus three times and we see also in the last chapter of John where I believe that it refers to this where when Jesus again after the resurrection and uh, he told them to come and dine when he had fish on the fire and he spoke to Peter there so when they had dined in the 21st chapter the beginning 15th verse so when they had dined Jesus saith to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me more than these he saith unto him yea Lord thou knowest that I love thee he saith unto him feed my lambs he saith unto him again the second time Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me he saith unto him yea Lord thou knowest that I love thee he saith unto him feed my sheep he saith unto him the third time Simon son of Jonas lovest thou me Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time lovest thou me and he said unto him Lord thou knowest all things thou knowest that I love thee Jesus saith unto him feed my sheep verily verily I say unto thee when thou wast young thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest but when thou shalt be old thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God and when he had spoken this he saith unto him follow me then Peter turning about seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following which also leaned on his breast at supper and said Lord which is he that betrayeth thee 
Peter saith, seeing him, saith to he, Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that the disciple should not die, that that disciple should not die, yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there also, there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they were, should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. So we see that there'd be much more that could be written about Jesus, about what he has said, and uh, so forth. But anyway, when Jesus asked Peter three times, I believe that Peter was reminded of the three times that he denied Jesus. And so he was told to feed the lambs, the little ones. The lambs are the smaller ones of the sheepfold, and Peter was instructed to feed those lambs. And then the second time he says, feed my sheep. And remember it says, feed my lambs and my sheep, feeding those who are the children of God, preaching the word and preaching the way of salvation unto them. And then the third time, that he spoke, he asked Peter, and Peter was a little bit grieved, and he said, he said, again, feed my sheep. So, how important it is that the preaching of the word goes until we all take, all of us who, is, who would be speakers, we are instructed to feed the sheep, feed the lambs, never forgetting the lambs, the little ones, bringing the word unto them, but feeding the older ones too, the young and the old alike. And so, therefore, we are instructed by the words of Jesus to do all this. When we begin this reading this chapter, the 13th chapter, uh, from the 18th verse, before that, Jesus was at the Last Supper, and he began to wash the feet of the disciples. He took a basin and a towel around him, and he washed the feet of the disciples. And we see that in the 10th verse, or the 8th verse, Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. This washing of the feet was it signifies, I believe, and has been preached by many, that this is the cleansing of the soul, the cleansing of the dirt that we accumulate as we walk on this narrow way. And by confessing our sins and by hearing the wonderful words that believe all your sins forgiven 
in Jesus' name in his precious atoning blood. This is the washing of the feet. This is the cleansing that we receive. And he says that it is all, it is necessary for he knew who should betray it. Oh. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. And that does not mean that you're not all clean. What it's saying here is, For he knew who should betray him. Neither said he, Ye are not all clean. And he was talking about, about Judas Iscariot, who we read about here, who did betray him, and we know how that Judas, being one of the chosen apostles, and he partook of the Last Supper with Jesus and the apostles, yet Jesus knew his heart. Jesus knows our hearts always. He knows our every thought, our every every uh, deed. And whether they be in secret or wherever they are, Jesus knows what they are. We cannot hide anything from him. And so he knew the heart of Judas. And he says that that he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest, do quickly. So Jesus told him to go and do that which you are going to do. Jesus knew what was going to happen to have to happen. He knew that he was going to be betrayed by Judas. He knew that he was going to have to die on the cross. He was going to have to be taken into the courthouse to be judged to die because Jesus knew all things even before he came here upon this sin-cursed earth. He knew the reason that he had to come, and that is the reason that he had to come, so that he could die on the cross, so that he could shed his blood, so he could take our sins upon his, himself, upon that cross, and that we, by believing and trusting in him, could have all our sins forgiven. If we do not believe, it avails us nothing. But if we believe that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, that he has come here for that express purpose to take our sins upon himself, we believe it from the bottom of our heart, not by head knowledge, but from the heart, if we believe this truly, then Jesus is our Savior and he has come to save us from all sin and to redeem us that we might be with him forever and ever in that heavenly home. So now it says, that now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things we have need of, 
against the feast or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the stop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Yes, now he would be glorified when he finishes that, that which he came here to do, when he, when he finished that work, by allowing himself, as we heard earlier, Brother Bernie read, where he went, went to the cross as a sheep to the slaughter, opening not his mouth. He did not argue, he did not, not fight his way, but he went willingly to the cross, to be nailed to the cross, and why? because he knew that was the only way. That was the only way that we could be saved. That was the only way that our sins could be forgiven because there was only one that was without sin and that was the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God who came here, left the glories of heaven and who came here and took upon himself the form of man. And he was without sin because he was God, because he was conceived by the Holy Ghost, and he was true man because he was born of the Virgin Mary. And he had to be both because man could not do be that sacrifice without being God himself. And... He had to become man because man was the one that caused sin, who, who sinned first in the Garden of Eden and brought that sin upon each one of us that we had to inherit because Adam and Eve were disobedient to the Word of God and believed Satan rather than God. Do we sometimes have that problem that we would want to believe Satan rather than the Word of God. Satan is very, very clever, and he can speak to us, and he does speak to us many times, so that we would, without the Spirit of God within us, we would be deceived also, even as Eve, Adam and Eve were. But because we have the Holy Spirit within us, we want to always ask that the Holy Spirit would, would reveal unto us the true, the truth of God, and that we would not be deceived and beguiled by that great liar, the liar that is, is, is the, uh, Satan, who is the biggest liar on this earth and he is always wanting to lie there is no truth in him he does speak many times some of the words of God but then he always ends up something to deceive us or to try to deceive us to make us follow him instead of following and being obedient to the word of God. 
Remember that God's word says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And God wants obedience by all of us. He wants us to be obedient to his word. And now he says that, that he said, little children, yet a little while I am with you, ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Can we love one another as Jesus has loved us? Oh, I believe that it would be very difficult to love as much as Jesus loved us. But when we have the Holy Spirit within us, it is not our own strength, it is not our own love. It is the love of God that constrains us and brings us to that place that we can love one another. And those are... It's amazing how many places we read in the scriptures that Jesus wants us to love one another. That is his commandment. First of all, to love God. Love God with all our heart, with all our strength, and with all our mind. And then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so... I know that I speak about this love a lot and it seems that most everywhere I look in the scriptures I find where it is the love of God. It is what Jesus has asked us to do, to love one another. And why not? Because, first of all, God is love. We all know that. God is love. God loved his own so much, his own creation so much, that he allowed his only begotten son to come down here upon this sin-cursed earth. And Jesus, who is his only begotten son, loved us, loved you and me so much that he was willing to leave the glories of heaven, to come down here upon this sin-cursed earth, to take upon himself the form of man, to suffer and to die, and to shed his blood. But he is not dead. He arose from the grave on that third day and he ascended into heaven. But first he did speak to the disciples, to the apostles, and he spoke unto them and showed himself unto them three or four times before he ascended into heaven. And oh, what a glorious thing that was then when he ascended into heaven and he said he will come again one day. He will come again to receive us unto himself. Are you going to be ready when he comes? The time is getting short. It probably is not going to be long before he comes again. When the eastern skies open and the trumpet of the Lord sounds, the archangel blows that trumpet and we will see him coming in those eastern skies. Will you be ready? Are you waiting for him to come? Oh, I pray that all of us, young and old alike, even the very youngest and the oldest that are here, that we will be ready to meet him when he comes. And can we say, come Lord Jesus, I am waiting for you to come to take us. And may I encourage each one, young and old alike, to continue 
continue on this way of life, no matter how long or how little while God allows us to be here, continue striving, walking, following Jesus, and loving Jesus, loving one another. To that end, and may God add his blessings to these few words. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'd like to uh, mention a little bit here. Early Tuesday morning, uh, supposed to leave for fall services in Upper Michigan, and uh, with Brother Carl. It seems many times when I left here without saying anything, as we battle with pride and all kinds of evil thoughts. And then when I arrived there, it seemed like for days the word has been closed because we had not asked for the prayers and the blessings of God's children. And it seems that many times when I look at my own heart, uh, the word that I speak has often brought offense. And it's not always the words that we say, but how we say them. It seems like my own heart is so hypocritical. I, talk to one person who I know believes this way one way and another way to another person and the impatience is so great that it seems like everything should be in line when you work all your life with T-squares and everything's got to be on the foundation it seems like my own heart is always trying to go ahead of God and not wait that he would do that work and I wonder if I could hear all of these forgiven and pray that God would open open his word on behalf of the congregation Bernie we'd ask that you would bring greetings with you and we'll try to remember you in prayer too I want to welcome, or we, we as the congregation want to welcome this morning uh, a number of young men who are here from Vietnam. They are uh, here for medical treatment here in the United States. So we're happy to have you here, and we ask that uh, we ask that you would come again, and and hope that you would enjoy your stay here. And also, we ask for God's blessings upon you. If anyone knows of an apartment available for rent in this area for a month, uh, a, a woman with one child, please contact Bobby Ajo or call 878-9031. It's needed in early October. This evening at 7 o'clock, our service here, and then Thursday evening at 7.30, our midweek service. Next Sunday at 9.15, Sunday school with church following at 10.30. And then 3 o'clock in the afternoon next Sunday, a finished service here at the church. In closing today, we'll sing song number 338, and during the singing of this song, we'll carry a free will offering for the benefit of the church.